The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Cover Your Assets. We have another version, last Saturday of every month, Village Bank Radio. We have Alicia Webb. We are graced with her presence again. And uh, in fairness, folks, the luxury, the opportunity to be able to speak to somebody who's at the higher levels of banking to find out what's really going on behind the scenes, the things you need to know to be able to acquire, expand, and grow your business through financing, it's just immeasurably valuable. And uh, I am just proud and honored to be able to bring these shows to, to, together for all of you to be able to listen to. Village Bank is a community bank for entrepreneurs. It is built by an entrepreneur, which, frankly, is Alicia's father, who is quite an entrepreneur in his own right. Uh, want to illuminate hashtag W-Y-T, where's your there? We'll get you there. Uh, for more information on how we can help you grow your business, please visit the website at villagebankonline.bank. I'll say that again, villagebankonline.bank. So recently we've covered exciting topics ranging from knowing your numbers, always to know your numbers, know your numbers, and growing your business through financing and discovering what stage of entrepreneurship you happen to be in within your business. Uh, you can send an email, uh, give us a call, a message on LinkedIn, and we will be sure to address any particular questions that you have. So if you do have questions as you're listening to the show uh, and you want to write them down and, and shoot them into us, we will be happy to cover them on a future show uniquely and specifically for you. How do you like that? So in this installment of Cover Your Asses, we're going to be talking about growth through acquiring and expanding your business. Obviously, that means financing. But in today's world, finding good people, employment is really, really a challenge. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you can look at is expanding another line that might be complementary to your current business. It might be the ability to get uh, new people, uh, new talent, uh, different products, uh, just a lot of different opportunities when you look at buying per or purchasing and expanding your business. So we're going to be talking about that today. So here we go. Why acquire an existing business or expand the current one that you're in? Why would you want to do this? Sounds like a stupid question to me. <laughs> why, why would you want to do that? Why the industry? The you know so so many reasons why. Um, so many reasons why you either want to expand your revenue lines so you have diversity in the ways you make money in case a competitor comes in. Uh, widget, a service is obsolete. You want to grow.
grow and expand because you want to sell. You want to bring your family in. You want to bring management up and they buy the company from you. There's lots and lots of reasons to do it. At Village Bank, um, we actually have about $16 million worth of reasons that folks have done that. Um, the recent SBA Minnesota lending activities uh, just came out for fiscal year and 2022, which was published, I think it's March uh, 31st of this year. And we were, we lent out about $16 million in 7A loans, which put us at about the number two bank overall and number six in the state overall, which tells you there's lots of reasons why entrepreneurs are going out and acquiring business uh, businesses, making acquisitions to the business they have today and expanding on new lines of revenue, um, putting capital into their businesses, hiring, new equipment, all of that great stuff. So about 16 million reasons why people are still doing that. Now, I would say um, banks are starting to look at acquisitions a little bit differently, and that's from their balance sheet as well as from their income statement. So think about it like this. When the last couple of years, Todd, we've talked a lot about all the great SBA programs that are out there. We've talked about, gosh, PPP, free money, buy a boat, invest in your business. We've also talked a lot. We've also talked a lot about um, the the fees that the SBA pay for before for not only the bank, which we really liked, but for the entrepreneur, which we liked even more because they didn't have to finance that. They didn't have to come up with some of that, those fees. So the SBA is not doing that anymore. The government's not doing that anymore. They said, oh, no, 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 no. We put a little too much liquidity into the market, which we're going to see a reflection in inflation. Um, so we're not going to pay those fees anymore. So when you're acquiring today, your costs are different. Your costs are different. You are paying, the price is going to be higher through rate inflation. The price is going to be higher through fees that the borrower, that entrepreneur is now responsible for. And so banks are starting to look at and, and getting a little stricter when it comes to blue sky. And if you're asking what the heck is blue sky, Alicia, blue sky is when I'm looking at the assets that you're purchasing and, um, I'm saying it's a million bucks for that business. Tell me what they have. And we look on the balance sheet and we see assets and we see some money in a checking account, maybe or inventory or equipment. But there's, let's say, 300 grand that's not accounted for on that balance sheet. That's blue sky. There's no collateral behind it. There's nothing there. And so 7A is generally used for that type of lending. And today we're seeing that blue sky gap, grow, 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 and uh, entrepreneurs wanting to take risks because of the last decade, right? The last decade has been great. We've all been on a rise. But now we're starting to look at it and say, well, guys, how much risks do you want to take? How much risk is the government willing to take? Meaning, are they financing fees, et cetera? And then how much risk does the bank want to take? And so what I would say is now more than ever, that know your numbers is so vital because the conversations are changing. The conversations are changing at the table with entrepreneurs and saying, where's the risk? Are you going to be able to hire? Um, what does debt service coverage look like if rates go from, you know, let's say five to six and six to seven? Because that's what we're hearing today. If you turn on the news, that's what you're hearing. So lots of different conversations going on around the table. That is not to say that lending is not happening. It is not to say that acquisitions are not happening. It is not to say that anyone's slowing down. It's to say the conversation is changing. So when I listen to you, I 
first bring bring you back to the seven A. Mm-hmm. Explain just a little bit about what a, what the premise or the pri- primary purpose for a seven A loan is for a business owner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So primarily, a business owner would use a seven A if an entrepreneur is going to go out and acquire a brand new business. They would use a seven A to purchase that business. Um, an entrepreneur could also use it to purchase equipment. So rather than a conventional loan where you might have a three five year um, loan, instead you could have potentially a five seven or even a ten year loan. That which, means renewable in that period of time. Yeah, and and well, what it does is it actually can amortize that debt out over a longer amount of time, which gives you um, which gives you the opportunity to have more cash flow in your business because your payment is less every single month. And so that's a huge piece for an entrepreneur because as we've talked about for a year and a half now, there's always an unknown. It might be an opportunity. It might be a risk that you have to mitigate. And the quickest way to mitigate mitigate risk, a little early today, um, is making sure that you have cash on hand. You have cash available. So a smaller monthly payment will do that for you. Um, It can be a cap, a 7A loan can be a capital injection into a business. It can be a plan, I'm going to hire another sales group. I'm going to invest in another widget or service. Therefore, I need to put some capital into my business. It can be to buy inventory. It can be to open another location. It can be a multitude of reasons you'd use a 7A. Generally, that 7A loan is always there to grow your business. The government wants to invest in small businesses. And what's the easiest way to do that is to call up your local bank and do that. Call up your community village to do that. Uh, an SBA loan is typically going to give you folks a, a what might be a better rate in better terms, or what Alicia talks about, amortization. Amortization is a term used just to describe periodic payments over time. And so when you consider a, a lot of folks uh, who maybe are new in the business world, they've got a small business, they're familiar with 30-year fixed rate mortgages on their home, and they assume that that's a similar thing in a business. Frankly, that's a unique loan, and very few other loans are ever going to be amortized over that period of time. Now, you might have 10-year, 20-year, even 25 years, but when she talks about the collateral, one of the most important distinctions that you must recognize, folks, is the difference between blue sky and, and the value of collateral. And so when you look at your business and its financials, know your numbers, know your numbers. Many of you are familiar with the, what, what we talk about, the P&L or the income statement. And just to be clear, that means they are one and the same, just described two different ways, but same thing, income, that's the revenue minus your operational expenses, equals the money that you make thereafter. Pretty straightforward. But what a lot of people fail to recognize is their balance sheet. Their balance sheet are are typically hard assets that you can put your finger on and have value, which is to say that if you stop making your payments, how does the bank redeem themselves? Is this just blue sky, which means nothing? You go away tomorrow and they've got nothing, or is there hard collateral that actually has resale or bank value upon Mm -hmm. that, that situation? So when you consider building your business, always remember something, folks. You want to acquire hard assets because hard assets give the bank a stronger position to lend. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, so this is something, this is going to sound negative. This is not negative. This is owning your reality, understanding the tr- trends in market or your industry, and quite frankly, finding the opportunities there, right? So let's be well positioned. When Todd says blue sky, there's nothing there. There is. 
Because then I moved from the balance sheet, I moved to the personal financial statement. Because remember, with an SBA loan, you're signing a personal guarantee with that. What does that mean? That means everything on your personal financial statement, even if... You know, it's not a business asset. It's, it's, you know, the business doesn't own your home. Business doesn't own your boat. Business doesn't own your cabin. But that's where we say, well, gosh, things didn't work out. There's 300 a blue sky. Well, there's a, we need to get paid back for that. How are you going to do that? Right. And so I really want business owners to understand that. And I guess not to scare anyone. It's not to be the Debbie Downer of the day. What it is, is it's to say, Guys, let's be thinking about this. Let's be looking for opportunity. So even when we talk about a market of inflation, we talk about a market where trends are different than they used to be. There should be no surprises. No surprises. We all understand there's risk. How are you going to mitigate that risk? You're going to use an SBA. You are going to do a best case scenario budget. You're also going to do if... You know, it hits the fan and you got to figure things out. What is that going to look like budget? You have to have different budgets in place to understand and always be aware. You have to call Arliss. You have to get to know Todd better. So you have resources. So on a monthly basis, you're looking at those numbers and you're walking through those numbers to understand for yourself. If you're in a variable rate, which oftentimes a 7A loan is, what is a variable rate? Maybe you're a prime plus one or prime plus two. And so when you hear the Fed's meeting and the Fed is saying, oh, rates just went up a half a point, that means your rate, generally the next quarter end, is also going to go up a half a point. So when's the next quarter end? The end of June. So if rates just went up end of J- July 1st, folks' rates are going to bump up again. Very rare that you'll get a fixed rate on an SBA note. Very rare. Um But I want you guys to think about this, not because it's negative. Some of the biggest businesses, some of the best businesses are built in the toughest of times because folks, they thought outside the box. They had coaches, they had people around them they were asking questions to, and they understood the trends that were coming. They actually thought about what's coming and what could they do differently. That's what gets you ahead. Not, nothing should scare you. High rates, low rates, none of that should scare you. You should be thinking like an entrepreneur and thinking, all right, what's next? How do I get in front of that? My competitors, you know, down the road, having a beer, playing softball, they're not thinking about that. How am I thinking about that today? This is a, this is a strategy that some of the most successful investors in the world employ. Warren Buffett often will move to cash at a time when no one understands why. And what he's really doing, of course, is giving himself the ability to be a lion while all others are a lamb. And that means acquisition. Remember something about interest rates. Hey, this isn't a good time. That's not true at all. The carrying of the debt, the debt service that you must pay is simply another operational cost. The idea that if interest rates go up, you can't grow or expand is utterly ridiculous. There's a multitude of other expenses that you have that could be high or low that could be accomplishing or or impacting your business in exactly the same way. And they would never cause you to say this is not a good time. So look at interest rates as nothing more than an operational cost. You've got to service the debt over that period of time. But that doesn't mean that this might not be the best time for Mm -hmm. you to expand 
and grow. Mm-hmm. Because the SBA will come out with additional products. They will come out with additional uh, products to help entrepreneurs survive and thrive. Um, we've been talking about that for almost two years now. And quite frankly, I mean, it couldn't be more true. This this lagging period that we're in right now, we're like, oh, rates going to go up again. And oh, what's going to happen next next month when the Fed, you know, pulls out all this money out of the market again? Well, that, I mean, this lagging period is the time when everyone pauses. And we know cycles, you don't pause during cycles. Nature doesn't pause, right? And so we're pausing right now, and that's not healthy for anyone. We need the government to be thinking ahead and coming out with programs. We need banks to be thinking ahead and as villagers, thinking about our entrepreneurs and having these conversations today. So yes, critical issues are understanding the market, the macro and the micro of it. Critical issues are understanding where your business is at. But I also say that put relationships first. Critical issue is go in and talk to your banker today. Let them know you're thinking. Let them know you're thinking about what's next. Um, ask them if they've looked at, hey, if my rate goes up, what does that look like? Have you looked at that? Ask them those questions because they're going to go, hmm, this lady, she's on top of it. This guy, he knows what he's talking about. That is so important. This relationship is going to be important because remember, when we're talking about thinking outside the box, entrepreneurs, your banker may not have thought outside the box yet either. So the idea you're coming to them with, they may not have seen that yet or they may not have seen you perform and do that yet. You know, we think about the last 10 years. It's been Rise, rise, rise. You better made some great money in the last 10 years. But now we're going to be looking at a different market. And so as we look at that different market, your banker is going to have to think differently. And have they been in the market for 10 years? I mean, that's something we're thinking about. How are we going to perform in a down market and an up market? And so these are all things to be thinking about. Do you have a mature banker that understands the opportunity and the risk? When you think about growing or expanding your business, you might be sitting there thinking, I don't understand how I'd even do that or why or, or what. So let's talk a little bit about why or how you might do that. So uh, a couple of things that come to my mind. There may be a competitor that you have that has a unique product or service that if, if, if combined with your own would make you unique and extraordinary in the marketplace and create a competitive advantage for yourself. Think about that. There might be many customers that you have that you provide a service or a product for, but they have need of other products and services that are very much in keeping with what you're doing, just a variation on that theme. And if you were to say to them, I can take on that business. Could they immediately send you a half a million dollars, a million dollars, and even more business immediately? So literally think about it. If you're a business, what business do you you know of that can start a business, make all of the investments in the business, and the day they open the door, they know that they have business rolling in the front door? Many of you who are existing business owners have that opportunity in front of you right now as we speak, and you don't even think about that. And, And those types of things give you the ability to build a business plan around the fact that, wow, if this current customer that you have says, oh, yes, I could send you a million dollars in volume tomorrow. Well, you can build that out very quickly and say, okay, here's the cost of my equipment. Here's the cost of the financing and the manpower and the material, the trucks that I'll need to move it and all the things that I need to do. And I can build a business plan around that. Look at my profitability. And when I have something that strong that I can bring to a bank, you're now talking to a bank who wants to make a loan. 
Mm-hmm. And that might be a way that you could double and expand your business, double the volume that you're doing in another complementary way that might actually be a complementary or separate business unto itself, but complementary to your existing business. All of these things are opportunities and they're all out there. You just have to open your mind and start thinking about it, right, Alicia? Absolutely. Vince Lombardi said the greatest accomplishment in life is not in never failing, but in rising again after you fall, right? <laughs> and so I think that's something so important. I don't think anyone ever thought I'd be uh, quoting him, but this is my point. My point is is looking outside that box and looking at everything. If you're going to take on that piece of business, do you have the equipment to do it today? What do you need? Do do you need to purchase? Do you need to... Is I mean, as the market starts to shift, is there's a used piece of equipment you can run in and grab a little cheaper, right? Um, and making sure that you're being proactive with your banker, your villager to say, this is what I'm thinking about. I don't think Bill's going to make it. So I'm going to go in and try to grab his equipment. If I can pick up the leases on, I'm going to do that. But if I can't, can I have some, can I have access to a line of credit right now? Or can I have pre-approval on equipment loan so I can pick that up? How far can we amortize that out? Because I want to make sure I can, I think I can get this business, but just in case, let's keep the monthly P&I payment as low as possible. Banker will appreciate that. You thought about that. Banker will love the fact that you think you're going to increase your revenue by 30% with this equipment, but it's going to take some time. It's not going to happen in the first quarter or two. And are you thinking about that? Do you have someone that can run that piece of equipment? Are they experienced enough? Are you going to have to put another shift in? Do you have the space? It's all of these things to be thinking about. But the folks that are thinking about it, Todd, I'll tell you what, they're already doing it. We got a real good customer of ours. Um, they've got two locations. They've already got the equipment loans. The equipment's ordered. They're, they've got their approval. They have two folks that they're hiring. They're putting another shift in. They're not putting in their Minneapolis office because guess what? They can't find help. They can't find employees. They're putting in their office up north because they've already got two people there that want a job and it's going to be another shift, right? And guess what? It's exactly what you said. It's not, they don't even know what's available in the market. All they know today, it's their current clients needed, and they're turning that business down today. I mean, it's those opportunities that are out there. So how, and, and we didn't have to question anything when they came to us with that need, because guess what? We've seen them do it before. They had all the details. There was no questions for us. So it's easy sell. They've got, they've got a actually conventional notes. Yeah, this is, this is also another explanation as to why you want to know your numbers, because when you go in and you have these aspirations and these goals, it goes without saying that your current and existing business is, is in a solid position. It doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be. The acquisition could shore up your existing business, but it certainly is a lot easier when you know your numbers and can describe exactly what's going on in your business and how this new acquisition might be a, a complement to what you're doing currently. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Alicia Webb from Village Bank. This is the last Saturday of each month, which are Village Bank radio shows, every one of them geared to teach you how to grow and expand your business and use financing to accomplish that objective. We'll be right back. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. 
You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD's certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So the conversation about expansion and growth uh, is a very important one. And one of the points that I guess I want everyone who might have designs on doing this to be aware of is you have to position in advance to do it. And part of the reason is to understand the process of, of purchase and sale of a business or any asset for that matter. 
And that means that when you go, when you purchase a, a business, it's a little different than when you go and purchase your single family home. Most likely you're not going to be writing a purchase agreement. Most likely you're going to be writing what's known as an LOI, a letter of intent. And that letter of intent is uh, telling them that I want 30 days to do due diligence and then I will close in 15 to 30 days upon successful completion of the of that LOI or of that uh, due diligence. Now, what's taking place during that period of time? I'm looking at the financials of that business to see if things line up the way they say they did or the way that I'm anticipating that I think they should. And that means I'm going to get their last three years tax returns. Shocking, Alicia, how many people think they can sell a business and not provide that information to the to the potential buyer? The last three years tax returns, most likely the bank statements, the, the updated uh, profit loss statement, the balance sheet, all of the transparency related to that business. But remember that you're going to have to be prepared to close, which means your bank has to have your financial information. So the reality is you should be getting all of that information to the bank before you ever even consider looking seriously at a business and writing a letter of intent. Because when you submit that LOI, they're also going to want to have uh, the bank's approval that they will uh, pre-approve that loan. That makes your offer strong, and that's what locks up the property and gives you the time to do that. So let's talk a little bit about that, Alicia. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, unfortunately, I know as entrepreneurs, are like, well, I'm going to run this differently and I'm going to blow this up and this is going to be the biggest business ever or I'm going to do everything differently. doesn't matter. We still got to look back three years. We still have to show what, if it's a property, we need to be showing that it cash flowed. If there's leases, we got to be able to show there's cash flow moving forward. Um, if it's a business, we want to be able to, how did the business do? What's real? You know, what is the owner taking out for gas for their boat? Uh, is their salary realistic, insurance, cars, all that good stuff. So the numbers on tax returns or even financials for the business for the last couple years is important but see the other piece the soft piece that um i think that all bankers should be talking about in the market today is talking about yep here's everything you asked for banker past history what the company's doing year to date this is my plan going forward this is if it goes the way I think it's going to go. I think I can cut these costs. I think I might be able to bring these clients on with this service that's going to fit perfectly with what I'm already doing or the experience that I have um, from my past W-2 job. This is what I think I can do with it. And so this is where I think I can go. And if I'm wrong, this is worst case scenario. And this is how I still know I'm going to be able to pay that debt back, right? Using a 7A program, et cetera. But go in there and ask questions and ask your banker to process. I want you to look at this. Tell me where I'm wrong. Look at it for a week and tell me where I'm wrong, right? Have your banker. So you, so your banker is also feeling like they're going to get in there and be your trusted partner. They got permission to tell you what they think you've done real well and where they might see a gap or a, a, a gap because they might, your banker's probably seen it before. They've seen things like this before. They've seen the thing that you as an entrepreneur who's super excited is looking out at, but maybe not seeing something right in front of you that you should be considering, right? That's so important. I mean, I, um, I recently heard this quote about, um, I need to recruit young men or women that I can lose with. And I think that's such a powerful piece because even your banker, when you're losing, you want that banker to want to lose with you to get you back across that finish line. And the people you work with, the people that are going to join your team and you're going to recruit for that new business, you want them to be people that even when you're losing, 
They're figuring out how to win again. And part of that is knowing the history of the company, the cash flow of the company. Part of that is knowing how you're going to change some of those trends and why you're going to be more successful with that business. It's uh, it's an important point uh, that when you are talking with a bank, they're looking at the past performance of the business. So for all of the documents that I just described a moment ago, those those being the transparency to show where the business is, how it's succeeding or not, and then you're going to most likely be required to provide a pro forma. A pro forma is a projection of future performance or increasing value in what you're going to do with this new business acquisition, how you're going to make money. Now, the bank, if they don't know you, if they don't have a relationship, mm-hmm. is is the, 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 the jury is out. Do you Will you really be able to do these things? Mm-hmm. Do you know what you're doing? Is the bank going to take a look and, and take some middle ground between those two projections? Or are they going to have seen you do this in the past? and they have ultimate faith in your ability to do it because you've done it before. These are very important components when you consider the value of the relationship with your banker. Mm -hmm. That is why it is so important that you just don't walk in off of the street. They don't know you. You tell them what you're going to do and they go, yeah, right, whatever, you know. Um, So it really is important that, that you have that. The other point that I'll make that's important for those of you who maybe don't know how to do this, when I look at a business, one thing to recognize is that is that not everybody who purchases your business or anybody else's wants to do what you do. If you are involved in the actual activity as an active participant in the business, do not assume that somebody who wants to buy your business wants to do that work at all. They want to buy an investment that's going to yield a return on their investment. So when you look at a business, what I do is I take a look at the the P&L. I pull out all of the income of the business owner or owners because more often than not, a business owner either pays themselves way too much or way too little, but it's never in keeping what it legitimately would take to replace that person with someone else. And I'm aware nobody will replace you and blah, blah, blah. But 70 or 80% of what you do, what would that cost? Then you put that back in. And the number that remains after you've done that, you've taken your gross revenue, all your operational expenses, remove the business owner's salary and or draws along the way, then replace that number with what it would take to replace them. It tells you what's left, and then you do a percent total of what that margin is. Mm-hmm. That, along with the changes that you're going to make, are going to show the profitability and your capacity to be able to service a new debt. That is a very basic way to look at things, and maybe that'll be helpful to some people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of times, I will talk about, oh, this might not cash flow, or oh, make sure you amortize the debt out for a longer period of time. But at the end of the day, I do think with a lot of those mom and pop shops, and when I say mom and pop shops, some of those mom and pop shops are $20, 30000000 million revenue businesses. They're not small anymore. There is a, a owner, normally there's a man or a woman that started the business. They've been there a long, long time, and they're taking a lot out of the business. So if you can reflect that, show that prior to even walking in with your banker, I mean, honestly, grab a pink highlighter. You know, that's all it is. Pink, Add, huh, pink. <laughs> why not? And uh, grab a highlighter and just highlight it and add it up and say, listen, I actually think there's X amount more cash flow here than what the incomes what the income statement is showing you. This is what I'm I'm seeing. This is and you know you're gonna have to prove it out. But I think that's a great conversation to have with a banker. I think it's a great conversation because it shows you've dug in. It shows that you know what you're talking about, that you've asked some really good questions. 
That is important. And don't assume that the existing business owner sees that because, you know, it's like everything else. You, people get stale. It becomes old and they're not thinking outside of the box. It takes a new, fresh idea mm-hmm. to look at things differently. And boy, oh boy, when you show that to your banker, that is exciting. Mm-hmm. And especially if it if it has great validity, you know, and, and there's many things where somebody will just step back and say, well, what if you did this? And it just can revolutionize the way things are done. So this is what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, and let's be honest, I and mean, we were talking about inflation. We're talking about the economy getting a little tough here. A lot of us bankers over 40, and, you know, I'm going to not go so... 45. I'm okay. I'm okay saying that. But a lot of us bankers over 40, we're going to dust off our playbooks again. We're going to look at what happened during the last financial crisis. We're going to look at, we're going to remember the stuff we worked out of and what we saw happen. And we're going to take some of those, those rules from our playbook and start asking questions around those rules. Not because we're bankers and we're not progressive and we're not thinking differently but because we actually we really really care about our entrepreneurs that's the one piece you know our village values our very first values put relationships first and not only are we asking you entrepreneurs to really have that relationship with your banker but we're also asking our bankers make sure you care enough about your entrepreneurs to ask those tough questions. It's not just about the numbers. It's also about common sense and the relationships that we've built. And so go find your banker, you know, go have some of these conversations up front, ask them what they think of the market. Like listen to what their opinions are too, because this is just my opinion. I could be a hundred percent wrong. It could be a 95% right. But the, what we do know is the market is changing. What we do know is the Fed is not going to come back in and rescue us again. If anything, they're taking a lot of steps already starting a month or two ago to take, to try to counter inflation right now. So it, it, you, you got to recognize that you have to grow during these times of, of, of challenge and strife. Because what are you going to do? You're going to wait 10 years before you do something? I mean, you know, when you, when you invest in your, in your retirement account, you do it with a, with something called dollar cost averaging, where when the share price is high, that amount of money that you put away every month is going to buy fewer shares. And when the share price is low, you're going to buy more with the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. Same thing when growing and acquiring your business. You want methodical, consistent growth, regardless of the environment. You just have to figure out how to accomplish that regardless. And so, that's why I say the cost of financing is not your primary concern. It's like somebody telling me that their tax liability is their greatest concern. And I say, how much is it? And they can't even tell me what it is. They've got this fear of this horrible thing and they don't even know mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, give me a break. It's an operational cost. And let me also make a point. Interest rates being at five, six, and seven percent is not Mm-mm. a big deal. No. These are average rates throughout the last one hundred years. There's nothing unique about it at all. Do you know mortgage rates? Mortgage rates that are that are generally a point lower than 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 business financing are average. Average over the last one hundred years have been between six and eight percent. So what does that tell you about business financing? We're still in a low rate environment, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You've just become accustomed mm-hmm. to these ridiculously low rates but don't let that stop you no 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 this is steady at the wheel this isn't shouldn't shake you whatsoever this is information to process and think about the opportunity ahead of you i mean think about it we're already i'm already seeing headlines that are out there saying oh you know the market has boomed houses are as high as they're gonna get Uh, we've outpaced the market with home prices 
what I'm what I'm thinking when I see that I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? I'm thinking opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. If you thought of an investment property, we you might want to start saving some cash to go get an investment property as some pricing starts to come down, or there's some opportunity in the market where someone bought a home they can't afford and it's a variable rate or it's a three year or a five year because gosh they wanted that great rate, but they weren't thinking long term. They weren't listening to the market. And saying, gosh, maybe I should fix at a point higher so I make sure I can afford this. Um, and so this is not, sh- this should never, ever shake you. This should give you opportunity to pause, be steady at the wheel and say, what's my long-term strategy? All right, I should adjust this, adjust that. Let's go. I got a long-term strategy. This is this is for, I mean, these are your big boy pants you got to pull up right now. The, the 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 relationship with the bank is another point that I want to go back and and illuminate and that is that there has to you have to develop a comfort level with your bank I have multitudes of clients whom I have sent to Village Bank to purchase investment properties mm-hmm. we've purchased a lot of them over the last two couple of years well the first loan that they do the bank may actually want to to write a 20-year amortization with as much as 25% down because you know what the jury's out they don't know if you know what you're doing they don't know if if you're going to make it happen you there's it's maybe a building that doesn't have it isn't an existing investment property it's a single family home mm-hmm. so the jury is out as to whether or not you're going to be able to get tenants at the numbers that you're saying with the market rent that you're portraying in your pro forma mm-hmm. but you know what then you go forward and you get those tenants in. Maybe the rents that you that you uh, portrayed, you do better than that. You get people in in a short period of time. And hey, next time we go to the bank, now they're looking at a 25-year AM as, a to- as opposed mm-hmm. to a 20-year AM. Maybe now they're looking at 20% down as opposed to 25% down because they're gaining an experience level with you and you're building that relationship with that bank. That relationship is immeasurably mm-hmm. Valuable. That's very, very true. Never take that for granted. That relate. Get in the office. Get in front of your banker. Look them in the eyeballs and develop that relationship. Let's take another break. We'll be right back with President of Village Bank Alicia Webb talking about know your numbers to acquire new business and expand your existing business. We'll be right back. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. 
For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number, 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, and the hosts will answer your call live on the air. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612-202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we were talking at the break. One of the most important things as a lead into this is just getting you prepared mentally uh, as to what the conversation is going to look like with your banker. You want to go in. You want to ask 
certain questions. You want to see where you're at. I mean, kind of have somebody else have a have a, a bird's eye view of your numbers versus what you see in your numbers. And there is a, a number of questions that as a banker, I think Alicia can answer better than anybody. So what are the <laughs> questions that someone you think would be useful for someone to ask when they go in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are actually great questions. I wish I could take credit. I can't. Um, villagers are good at this stuff. So I asked our bankers, what are some things that you know, you're hearing from your clients or actually you wish your clients were asking you um they said ask us what are what competitors are doing right like if you're a um a subcontractor if you're a welder if you're making you know parts for airplanes parts for whatever the widget or services ask you know i know you what are my competitors thinking about what are the questions my competitors are asking what are the competitors that maybe an alike industry is starting to ask about? What should I be asking? These are great questions. Um, questions with questions, right? Your banker has a lot of information. They're meeting with clients after client after client. They're seeing trend after trend after trend. Ask about those trends. Ask about those questions. Those are so vital for you to be thinking about what are businesses like yours thinking about and looking at is there anything emerging in my market that i should be aware of so if your banker's not talking to you about rates going up that's a problem if your banker isn't talking to you about um changes going on with people going back to the office kids going back to school um rents um, employment, finding folks, um, you know, management and succession plans. They should be talking about all of that, asking all those questions to you. That's important stuff. That's affecting all markets today. Um, when was the last time you met with your banker? That's important. So let's say you're going in to interview a villager to see if village is the right bank for you. You know, find out when is, when, how often are they meeting with their clients? What's a typical routine for them? What's that relationship like? If you have a question, can you just call them up? Are you going to have their cell phone? You know, Don, our chairman, actually said something really interesting to me the other day. He said, you know, Banker is saying that this is their client. And I said, is a cell phone in your phone? And he goes, well, no, I mean, I don't have a cell phone. The owner's cell phone. He goes, then he's not your client. And I thought, wow, right? I didn't tell Don that, but I did think, wow, isn't that smart? Because all of my great customers, the customers that I'm like, please call me on a Sunday if you need me, because I care a lot about you and I want you to get a good night's sleep and not wait till Monday to call me. We all got each other's cell phones. We're always texting if something's coming up. An opportunity comes up, right? It's not just bad guys. It's those opportunities that pop up. So, you know, make sure that you guys got each other's cell phone numbers and you're able to have those calls when those opportunities pop up. And then, you know, when you're, when you, when you send in your quarterly financials, your annual financials, whatever that might be, is your banker popping back with some really great questions? Or are they just like, Hey, thanks. I'm going to check the box. What are they? Do they care about you? Like, are they putting that relationship first and they know in order to earn your relationship, earn your friendship, earn your trust, that they're asking some good questions, too, that might might make you mad. Might You might not like these questions, but guess what? You got to think about it. You got to think about it. So I would say go in, ask those questions when you're interviewing villagers, bankers, etc. We just had a conversation uh, just like this about strategy and, and opportunity. And one of the things that some of you as business owners may be experiencing are the supply chain issues, you know, leaving a lot of people wanting. Um, they've got they've got orders, they've got customers, they've got opportunities, but they can't fulfill because they don't have the product. Mm-hmm. 
And so one of the obvious things that needs to come up, especially when you consider the ever-increasing pricing of things that you're doing, is to make a purchase uh, larger than you have in the past with materials. And it and it shouldn't feel like it's a risk because the reality is there's such a need out there in the marketplace that you need not be concerned that you're going to be stuck with a bunch of material you can't use. Mm-hmm. The reality is when you buy four times the material you're ordinarily buying, you're locking in a price knowing that throughout that period of time, you may be increasing your end price on that product, which increases your margin because you bought it at a lower price. And moreover, you have the materials to be able to fulfill on those things. So do you want to do that with your own money and diminish your own personal cash flow within your business and put yourself in a compromised position? Or do you want to do that with a loan and amortize those payments with reasonable monthly payments that allow you to conduct business and still have the backup plan of operational cash? These are things you should consider in today's market because they are very much germane with the inflation Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. problems we've got going on. We're going to take another break. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back with Alicia Webb from Village Bank helping you uh, consider how you might grow and expand your business in a time of challenge. We'll be right back. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at aholoffice.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. 
If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at at Kim at KimNibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. We were just talking at the break uh, about some variations on that theme about acquiring uh, inventory and doing that either with your own money or with financing. And Alicia had a couple examples of one company doing it one way and another uh, another way based on their, their financials. Why don't you talk a little bit about that, Alicia? Todd, I feel like we need to start taping our breaks, too. And that can be like the after show of the after show, Thanks. right? So Craig would be really proud of me. I, I First thing I said when we wrapped up was, well, it depends if you should finance or not. And it does depend. It depends the situation that the bank is in. Todd is 100% right. Always have cash reserves. Always have your cash sitting out there. Some of our clients, third generation, um, tons of cash sitting out there not able to do anything and so they went in they bought a lot of inventory all with cash they had the warehouse space for it and there they have such a long pipeline that they know exactly grab a 30-day free trial of live by live plus and you'll get unlimited skips commercial free music and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial